Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. This is week two of our sermon series, God and Government. And so today we'll look at order and blessing. And so I just want to take a moment to, to recap on, on what Pastor Chris spoke about last week. And that was on the, uh, the authority that comes from God. And this, the, a portion of the idea was that God is sovereign. God is supreme or God is preeminent. And he gave this excellent explanation, but what it doesn't mean is that God is in control of everything. And so um, God is supreme and God is sovereign, but God has given us a, a delicated responsibility. And, and, I, and this idea of supreme is also established in Psalms 24 verse 1 where it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in the world and all who live in it. And so everything first and foremost belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's, the plants are the Lord's, the animals are the Lord. We who live in this world are the Lord's. Everything is His. And in Psalms 115 verse 16 almost sounds like a contradiction. It says, The heavens are the Lord's, the heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. And so it sounds like the two is going against each other. One side is saying everything is the Lord's and the other side is saying everything is the Lord's, but he has given man the earth. And what it isn't, it isn't a contradiction we find. Um, everything is the Lord's, and so we should not look at ourselves as the owners of everything, but rather as the stewards of everything that God has given us on this earth. And so everything that God has set in place, the order that God has given us, we are stewards to maintain that order, to maintain what God has given us, because ultimately we will give an account because everything is His and we are just steward, our stewards of what He has given us. Psalm 74 verse 17 says, You have fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. You hear that God has fixed the boundaries of the earth. He has made summer and winter. So God sets the perimeters. God sets the guidelines. God gives the purpose. God defines what we can do and cannot do. And we need to move within that freedom. So God gives us the order. The order. Um, Acts 17 verse 26 says this. From one man, he created all nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and when they should fall, and He determined their boundaries. God determines our boundaries. God sets the order. God sets the guidelines. And we need to live and move and have our being within God's order. And so God gives us and sets the boundaries He's not controlling us, but has given us a delegated responsibility to maintain the system, to maintain the order that He has given us. And when the order is broken, 
there is consequences. And so if you think, if you just think of sports, there's rules in sports, there's a structure to the game, and whenever you trespass or do something that is not allowed, there is a consequence for that. You can either hurt someone or you can get a red card and be sent off. And the same when a parent gives instructions to a child and says, here's your perimeters, here's your guidelines, here's the order in which you must function. When the child oversteps that, they can have an immediate punishment or something can happen. There's an effect that takes place on them. And so we need to maintain the order that God has given us. God has determined the order. Man does not determine the order. God determines the boundaries of us. God determines how we should function. God determines how government should look like. And so I want to start by, my first point, start by clarifying what do we mean when we say order and blessing? Okay, what do we mean when we say order and blessing? Because the English word order can be used in multiple ways. There's many ways to use the word order. But in this message, we define order as a particular system or a certain framework that we work with. So there's a system or framework, an order. There's a system or framework that we need to work with. And God has set up a particular system and has given us the framework to live by. And how this order and framework looks and works is determined by God. So when we say order, we're talking about a system and a, and a, and a framework. And the system and this framework is determined by God, and that its operations are given by God, how it should operate. And we can only see the greatest blessing out of a system and a framework when it operates according to its boundaries. You can only enjoy a game of sports when you play it within its rules, or a, a child can only experience the freedom when he stays within the boundaries, the moment he steps over the boundaries, he violates. There's a problem that comes in. And so God has given us an order that we should work by. And blessing, when we look at blessing, we say it's us. What we mean when by blessing is that when we steward everything according to God's purpose within his boundaries... We will experience God's favor. We will experience God's protection. We will experience God's approval. We will experience the happiness and the welfare and, uh, and an advantage or a benefit. But the, the, the rule is we got to stay within the order. We got to stay within the boundaries. And we see Adam in Genesis 2 verse 16 um, where God gives him the framework, the system. But he had to stay within it, otherwise there's immediate or there was consequences to the trespass. And the Lord commanded, Genesis 2 verse 16 to 17, And the Lord commanded the man saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, every tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. So God says you can eat of every tree. That's the boundary. But there's this one tree that you shouldn't eat of. If you eat, there's going to be an effect. And so we conclude then, God's blessing is, by, is in God's order. And so when we maintain 
God's order, when we keep God's purpose, God's structure, God's system, God's framework, we will experience God's blessing. But when we trespass, it causes a dysfunction to society. And I want you to think a minute, because when we say God's order, we're referring to government, we're referring to marriages, we're referring to the church, we're referring to our individual lives, that we need to maintain God's order that He has given us. But think for a moment, what if there was no order? What if God didn't give order? What if, what if there wasn't any boundaries? What if, what if God did not define us as men and who we are and how we should live and what our lives should be like? What if, what if God did not define marriages? What if God did not define government? What if God did not define the church? And we can go on and on and on and on with the what ifs. And Proverbs 26 verse 12 says, it says, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Do you see a people determining their own purpose? Do you see a people determining their own, uh, their own boundaries? Do you see a people determining their own marriages? Do you see a people determining the, the structure, the system, and the framework of government? Do you see a people determining church on their, according to their own uh, feelings or values? Do you see that? What you see, if you see that, you see that there's, a, 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 there's more hope for a fool than for that person. And so what I'm saying is that if we want to define the order and the boundaries and the purpose and government and our moral standards and marriages and church, we make things subjective. And the moment we make things subjective, meaning we do things by our feelings, there is more hope for a fool than for us. There is more hope for a fool than for a government that will determine the structure and the framework according to them. There is more fool, uh, there's more, more hope for a fool than for a nation that wants to determine their own moral standards apart from God. There is more hope for a fool. And the result of subjective morality or, or trying to determine structure and framework apart from God is chaos. Currently what we see when we are trying to determine and go by what culture is giving us but apart from staying according to what God has given us, there is absolute chaos. But we thank God that we were not left to that task. And even though we are living in a society that's trying to take us to a place where we redefine everything, even though God of heaven and earth has defined everything for us to our benefit, we thank God that we didn't need to do it. And here's what we need to understand about God's order. God would not give us order if it was to our disadvantage. God would not put a certain system and framework. He wouldn't say government function in this particular way if it was to the disadvantage of us. Genesis 1 verse 31 says the following. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And God saw everything, so meaning it includes everything and nothing is excluded, everything that he has made, and behold, it was very good. 
And so what that means is the stamp on everything that God, is, uh, God made was labeled as good. When God made the earth, it was good. When God made the sea, it was good. When God brought about light, it was good. When God put natural resources, it was good. When God put the animals, it was good. And so we, this is, and this is true because we are dealing with a perfect God. We are dealing with someone who's not imperfect. And so God's uh, order and framework, God's setup for the earth and how he has uh, made the boundaries and the perimeters for us is good because we're dealing with the perfect God, a God of excellence that cannot make a mistake. And that means that if we stay within what he has given us, there is a blessing, there is a welfare, there's a happiness for the people and the nation that stays within this framework because there's a perfect God that whatever His hands touched, whatever His breath breathed into life was labeled as good. And so when you think of marriages, God would not tell a woman to submit to a man if it was to her disadvantage. God would not tell a husband to lay down his life as Christ laid down his life for the church if it was to his disadvantage. God would not tell the, that the church that Jesus is the head of the church or that the church needs elders if it was to the church's disadvantage. Or if you think of government, God would not give government order and a function and a particular framework and system and, 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 and goals to achieve if it was to government's disadvantage, if it was to the nation's disadvantage. Every single thing, according to God's word, is good. And our work is to stay within the order, is to stay within the framework. And so we need to then be a, a, a pushing against the cultural norms, the, 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 the things that are rising in our age that's trying to drift us and pull us away from maintaining God's order. Because the result of um, going astray of God's framework and God's order is dysfunction. You can't find blessing there because it's not maintained. It has to be moved and work under God's order and under God's instruction that He has given us. And then we might ask, if God has given us this perfect order, if God has given us this perfect framework, and when we just function with inside of that, there is God's blessing. This nation can thrive if we just stay in the order, if we just maintain what God has given us, revealed to us, in his word, what on earth has gone wrong? This is my point three. And here's what has gone wrong. Our greatest problem is the depravity of man. The greatest problem is Romans 3 verse 10 that says, As it is written, none is righteous. No, not even one. There's not a single person. Romans 3 verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so there is this perfect order created by this perfect God, but there's these imperfect people 
that does not maintain order, that makes the system, the framework, the guidelines dysfunctional by trespassing, by going over what they should be there for. And so our greatest problem in society is man's heart. It is the sickness of our hearts. It's depravity of man. Pastor Chris spoke last week and in his opening statement, he spoke about the patriarch and that there's no problem with the patriarch. There's a problem with the heart of the patriarch. There's a problem with our internal system. And that is the thing called sin. And everything, we, when we have sin in our lives and we're not righteous in God's sight, we deviate and we lean towards our own passions and feelings and we want to do things the way we want to do it. And so our greatest problem is not just policies and structures and order. It is given to us. Our greatest problem in this society is fine is found inside of man, and that is the, uh, the depravity of man, the sickness of our hearts. And so what is the solution to a blessed nation and a blessed people? It's this, repent and believe. It's the only way we can live under the Lordship of God. Yes, Psalms 33 verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So blessed is the nation. So blessed is Namibia if God is our Lord. What does that mean? Blessed is the nation who is directed and governed and defined and purposed and given framework and order by God, the God of heaven and earth. Blessed is that nation. Blessed is the nation whose Lord, the, the one who is preeminent, the one who is sovereign, rules that Nation, Blessed is Namibia if our Lord, if God is our Lord. And so how do we get under the Lordship of God is by repenting, turning away from where we are violating and trespassing God's order and God's purpose for society and for His nation. And we repent and believe in the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. Because we can only be obedient to God once we come under His Lordship, once we are born again and our hearts are regenerated and they can be reformed according to God's system, God's framework, God's purpose and God's calling for every individual life. And so what do we see here? We see a great gap for a blessed nation. We see a great opportunity that this nation can flourish and, and its, its resources can be used for the for, for good and for growing and, and providing for this nation. But it can only be done when we get our hearts right with God and make sure that we maintain His order. Otherwise, we'll always and continuously experience the dysfunction. And where there's dysfunction, God cannot give His blessing because everybody is going after their own passions and feelings in what they do. And so I want to summarize what I say and then conclude with the following. And so firstly, what we meant by order, we spoke about a system that God and government, God has given government, God has given marriage, God has given the church, God has given an individual life, a certain framework and guidelines, uh, parameters to move in 
and our responsibility is to maintain and live and move within that order because there is God's approval and God's favor and God's and, and, and our welfare and our happiness and, and God's acceptance of us is when we stay within our framework. And if there was no order, there is more hope for a fool. And what that means is if we must thank God that he has defined on behalf of us because we needed someone to give us guidance who is perfect. So we, we cannot do it ourselves. And we, can, we are just, just looking at our society wherever we are trying to form laws and do things outside of God's standard. We are immediately seeing dysfunction. And so we are thankful to God for what he has given us. And then the third point was that every order, every framework, every purpose, everything in God's word is not to our disadvantage, but to our advantage. What God has given us a framework to move in, that is to giving us freedom. He gives us freedom and it's to our advantage. And therefore, we need to maintain that. And so I, I want to conclude with this. If we say we love God, if we say we, we love our city, if we say that we want to see a transformed society, then we need to say with a great conviction and confidence in Romans 1 verse 16, then we need to say this with a great conviction and confidence, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. To maintain God's order and live in God's blessing, we need to get to man's heart. We need to live and see the gospel of Jesus preached so that the man's heart can be transformed and come under the lordship of God and experience the blessing of God. We need to see a nation coming back under the lordship of God. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the only way to do that, the only way to reconcile a man to justify him in the sight of God is when he repents and believes in the work of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. And so what should we do? We should know God's order by knowing God's word. We should be clear and studying scripture closely, knowing what God wants for a society. Then secondly, we need to execute the great commission in able, to enable restoration. The only way we restore a nation and a people is by executing the great commission, which is therefore go and make disciples of all nations. And then lastly, we need to be a people of great competency that can restore the order of God. We need to be a people of, of God that is ready to fight for the order of God and restore it so that we can steward this nation to the blessing that God has intended for it. And so the responsibility lies with us as people. God has given us an order and God has blessed us. We have strayed by our own passions and desires and sinful nature. And God has given us an opportunity to come back through the life of Jesus. And now he has also given us the ability to govern and steward this nation to the glory of God. So God's blessing is in God's order. And the responsibility once again lies with you and me. The greatest thing that's damaging the Christian 
uh, society is the, this idea of individualistically individualism uh, in the Christian in the Christian faith, which means it's about me and God, and that's about it. When it comes to other matters of society that's outside of God and it's not according to God, it is not my place to speak. That is not biblical. We are there to be um, ambassadors for Christ. We are there to carry the light and the salt to this nation. We speak up. We need to make an uproar where things are not conforming to God's laws and God's standards. We are the ones who carry the responsibility. We are the ones to see people being transformed into the image of God. It does not fall out of heaven or come from somewhere. God has given us the good news, the gospel of Jesus, to go out and preach it, to see lives and families restored to the order of what God intended it to be. So do not, if you're one of those Christians, repent from that. We are called we're in a kingdom we're an army an army does not move um, individually it moves in a unit conquering taking territory for the kingdom of God and so if you're part of the kingdom of God you're part of an army that is supposed to take light to be light and salt to the nation and so God has given us this nation and we are responsible as Christians in this nation to govern and steward it within God's order and, to, and to, to experience God's blessing. It is our responsibility by the grace and the power of God to execute what God has ordered for us out of His Word. So I want to pray for us. And so, Father, I thank You, Lord, that You have given us order and that You have defined us and purposed us. You, the perfect God who there is no mistake within you you're not a man that you can lie so everything that your hand touch everything that you have made is perfect Lord when you set up the family structure God it was perfect when you set up the government structure it was perfect when you define the church it was perfect as long as we stay within the boundaries and the framework of what you have given us God and so, Lord, I pray for us as individuals, God, as a unit in Christ, as the body, uh, the church, as a body, Lord, that we will take responsibility to govern and steward this nation to the glory of your name, God, that we will not be okay when things are going uh, uh, wayward or outside of how your word defined it, that it should be, God. I pray that we take up individual responsibility, Lord, of being unashamed of your gospel, God, because it's the, it's the power of salvation to everyone who believes we will execute the great commission, God. We will know your order by knowing your word. We will know, um, God, the, what you have called us to be. Father, we thank you that this nation is blessed, Lord. This nation is yours, God. We, we give it to you to govern and steward it. Lord, help us to be good stewards of what you have entrusted to us in this nation. Father, may we see the flourishing. May we see the blessing, the favor, the welfare, and the happiness of this nation because it stays within your order. And so, Lord, I pray that you give us boldness and courage by the power of your Spirit, Lord, to be unashamed for you, Lord. And Father, place us in in influential places and positions and wherever we may find ourselves, God, that we would be um, people that transform societies, Lord, because we believe in the power of you and 
what you can do. And we pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, amen. And may you have a wonderful Sunday. And may you also have a blessed week. And may you know God's order by knowing God's word. May you execute the Great Commission. And may you be a people of great competency. Be good at what you do so that you can influence the sphere that you find yourself in. God bless you. See you next Sunday online. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.